No classes here. Why, that is idle talk. The village bow sneers at the country boor. The importuning medicants who walk our city streets despise the parish poor. The daily toiler at some noisy loom holds back her garments from the kitchen aid. Meanwhile, the latter leans upon her broom, unconscious of the bow the laundress made. The grocer's daughter eyes the farmer's lass with haughty glances, and the lawyer's wife would pay no visits to the trading class if policy were her creed in life. The merchant's son nods coldly at the clerk. The proud possessor of a pedigree ignores the youth whose father rose by work. The title-seeking maiden scorns all three. The aristocracy of blood looks down upon the nouveau riche, and in disdain, the lovers of the intellectual frown on both and worship at the shrine of brain. No classes here, the clergyman has said. We are one family. Yet see his rage and horror when his favorite son would wed some pure and pretty player on the stage. It is the vain but natural way of vaunting our weak selves, our pride, our worth. Not till the long-delayed millennial day shall we behold no classes on earth. No Classes by Ella Wheeler Wilcox I omitted God's Earth from the recitation, so just to let know whoever is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Yes. Um, what is, if you had to name three uh, words that describe your feelings through this poem, uh-huh. what would they be? Mm. Three words describes my feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have the answer to this question already. No, you're asking me no. this question. Just a d- jumping off point. Okay, there may, th- of course, there are many more. But if you had to distill mm-hmm. it down to like the three pillars that feel most powerful okay. about it, because it's a powerful poem. Yeah, um, I feel like indignation, mm-hmm. cynicism, because it won't happen until the millennial day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and perhaps a sort of. Condescension. Condescension. Mm. Okay. And you have all three all three negative, negative. negatively connotated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. What about Elaborate. You. you. Oh, I go first? Okay. Um I was gonna say okay, this isn't an emotion. Am I allowed to break my own rule? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um you said it very well with indignation. What's a word for kind of a kind of a hard-hearted, humorous indignation? Sardonic. Mm, sar- yeah, something someone who's very sardonic because there's a humor about it to, to me. Uh, but it's very how do you say that? Acerbic. Yes, very acerbic humor to me to it. Um, and let's see. 
there's something kind of just like proclamatory about it yeah to me too like uh, you could imagine like the village the village whaler or the village squealer mm-hmm. on a soapbox <laughs> saying this like it's got a it's i think in some moments it has kind of a crazed nature to it like that mm-hmm. and yet it's also so tight right right okay so let's elaborate mm-hmm. So what is the first thing that I said? said indignation. Indignation, of course. Uh, indignation because you see at each point mm-hmm. someone wronging another person, mm-hmm. which is funny because the very next moment they're going to be wronged Big by someone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So every person sneers at someone else mm-hmm. only to be looked down on by another. Mm-hmm. And is that the order of it? It goes in that order? They It does not necessarily go in that order, uh-huh. but it... Definitely feeds, has a lot yeah. of feedback yeah. like that. Like the the village bull sneers at the country boy. Mm-hmm. And the importuning medicants who walk our city streets, mm-hmm. they, are, they have nothing to do with the parish mm-hmm. bull. Okay. Mm-hmm. So these two, they're not going to repeat again. However, when we go down to the kitchen aid, mm-hmm. the kitchen aid um, and the, and the, lady at the loo mm-hmm, mm-hmm, at the factory mm-hmm. like they have mm-hmm. something going on against each other mm-hmm. and then the kitchen aide herself right. is again she she also looks down on the laundress mm-hmm. and and then on the other hand we have the what is it called um the merchant's son mm-hmm. and yeah the merchant's son the uh, possessor of pedigree mm-hmm. the people who rose by I mean, work. work. Uh-huh. So they're there. And then they're all being sneered again mm-hmm. by the person who is seeking a title. <laughs> who's rich enough and well enough. And she's right. like, We're, I'm better than all of these mm-hmm. groups of people. So here, one person is looking down on another person. Mm-hmm. But there's someone else looking down on them. Right, right. There's a funny, I mean, I- there's a humor to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I said sardonic. Like, right. there's a, there's a, a funny sense of... Um, I don't know, retribution about the whole thing. <laughs> that, that like, it, obviously, I don't know, you know, this is not necessarily the society that we all would like to live in, or this mm-hmm. is a very negative take on the way that we run things, but um, it has its order, certainly. Right. You get what's coming to you, uh-huh. I guess. Mm. And I, always, I also really like the way it moves through the social mm-hmm. ladder. Because mm-hmm. it goes from the what beggars. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. parish poor, the medicants, the paupers, and the beggars. Mm-hmm. And then it moves up a little bit to the working class. Right. Then it moves up to the lower middle class, mm-hmm. grocer's daughter, mm-hmm. um, the trading class, right. and then you know the clerks. Mm-hmm. And then it moves up to the aristocracy, aristocracy, mm-hmm. the rich, the yeah. nouveau riche, nouveau rich. Are <laughs> the one who rose by, one whose father rose by work, mm-hmm. the title-seeking maiden. Mm-hmm. And then after aristocracy, we go to the highest class of all gods, the owner, the guardian of paradise, mm-hmm. right? The clergyman himself mm-hmm. is a hypocrite. Right. That was the most biting moment to me. Right. Was uh, you were because because they repeat the title and the very first line. No classes here. Mm. The clergyman has said. Um, yet see his rage and horror when <laughs> and that uh, that that always feels like the most uh, just like the most killer hypocrisy right, ever right. when that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then after that, we have this. Well, I guess it'll not be fixed until mm-hmm. finally, you know, the world ends. Millennial <laughs> day comes, the world ends, and mankind's rule will be vanquished. Only then will will this hypocrisy end. Right, right. So it's really a referendum on. It it doesn't feel so much a referendum on a system on a as system. much as on man, on humanity, right, on human beings. And I feel like I suppose I like this poem because it is a perfect poem to talk about class. Mm-hmm. Um, because in America, we don't really like to talk about class. Mm-hmm. I think there are four ways we talk about class. Mm-hmm. The first one is we don't talk about class. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh-huh. The second one is we say there is no class. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just like that. class. Right. Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one is that, okay, there are classes. So what? The most intelligent will always be the richest mm-hmm. and the... Poorest are mm-hmm. always the dumbest, so, right, so right, it's right. the natural way natural of life. Darwinism, survival of the fittest. Right, right. It's, it's communist to not have classes. What are you, a communist? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Adopting some of the tone of the poem. Right? And the fourth? And the fourth is like, how dare you talk about classes? Are you trying to incite class warfare? You're mm-hmm. a politician. You're trying to incite class warfare. You're trying to gain something out of like dividing us mm-hmm. by talking about classes. It's not mm-hmm. that classes are bad. It's just talking about classes that are bad. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so because that word class warfare is very, <laughs> very prominently thro- thrown around in like news mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so n- that's what this poem makes me think about mm-hmm. is how we in America always like to insist that there are no classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, brings us back to and when I read this poem to me it's like it's not about being classes are not about being a communist mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's about being a human being mm-hmm. and we're all susceptible to pride arrogance right. and right. vanity all of us right. right that hit me in uh I don't know in the context that we're in I, I you're right that we aren't talking all that much about class, but we are brushing up against topics mm-hmm. that talk about class, I suppose. Um, and that, what was the line you just mentioned? I've lost track of it. Um, no class, Shelley, behold, no classes on God's earth, mm. not till the long delayed millennial day. It's gone. It's gone out of my head. Okay, Sorry. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it, it does feel... there. Um, Maybe it's just because the language is antiquated because it's an older poem. There's something that feels uh, a little medieval about mm-hmm. it, but at the same time, it's so prominently like knitted into right. the world that we walk through every right. day in right. you know modern United States. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a different point of view on it from like a, the perspective of like people in Bangladesh? No, I think I I also have the same point of view there. What I mean is that. It is the same way there as well, mm-hmm. as in there are classes. We create classes mm-hmm. everywhere. We have this, we like to create this idea of these worthy and unworthy of associations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's right. My understanding of Bangladeshi society further drives home mm-hmm. this message that it's human fallibility. Mm-hmm. Human fallibility is the problem, and we're not noticing it because mm-hmm. we are busy being hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Pretending like there are no classes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's everywhere. All humans do it, yeah. and it just reminds me that you know what kind of associations and 
um, judgments am I making mm-hmm. as I am talking right. to people? Right. You know, because one thing that definitely hit me home, mm-hmm. my favorite line in the poem mm-hmm. is, the lovers of the intellectual frown on both and worship at the shrine of brain. This is my favorite line. Okay, say more. <laughs> because um, because um, I was a very academic person, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And I suppose f- being in the academic realm, or if you are somehow academically, I don't know, interested, mm-hmm. you cannot help but brush up against all of these ideas mm-hmm. of, you know, who is most worthy? Mm-hmm. The one who is most intelligent. Right. There is this intellectual hierarchy. Right, there's a kind of the intelligentsia, right. the haughtiness about it all. Right. Mm-hmm. You are, you're also an academic person, right? I suppose so, mm-hmm. yeah. Because so I was <laughs> fond of school, <laughs> yeah. you're correct. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't consider myself so much an academic person now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose the people that do would probably laugh if I said I was an academic person. Um, considering probably, that I got a probably creative degree, me, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever. But, but I... Yeah, and I would say from my vantage point, like when I was in school, especially like in high school, my town was very homogenous. Like I think I wouldn't have said that there were classes. Mm-hmm. Of course not. How, mm-hmm. how could I say that? And it did feel um, bec- because it felt like we were all worshiping at the Shrine of Brain, right, so right. to speak, that it made perfect sense that those who were academically inclined were very much rewarded Mm -hmm. in my schooling system and those who weren't were more or less dismissed, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And it's, I only had a good time because I benefited from the way that things were set up. Um, But I think back in retrospect and think how um, uh, just flat and one-sided that is. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so great about the poem is it, it shows that as just one facet of right. all the different transactions that people are making, a vibe of judgment and, and whatnot. But I couldn't tell but fall prey sometimes to this mm-hmm. idea of, like, what is the thing through which we create judgments or hierarchies? Right. And, yeah, I uh, at that time, when I was in high school, I wasn't able to... It sometimes felt like something is wrong. It felt like something is wrong. I cannot quite put my finger on it. Something feels off about the way things are set up, mm-hmm. but I'm benefiting from it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that made it even harder to, to want to see exactly what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now that I'm older and I have much more perspective, mm-hmm. um, it, it becomes viscerally clear. Right that this is what it was, mm-hmm. worshipping at the shrine of brain. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. I guess this will sound very woke culture, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just there are things that everyone has more of than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people are more good-looking than others. Yeah, Some people are more interesting than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Some people so. are taller than or others. Ah, Some people laugh. are... Smarter when than I was in school, I'm I am the oldest, and I have just a younger brother. He's five years younger than me. I again was very academically inclined, which again look back on and I'm like, great, but also kind of like, so what? Yeah. Um, just in terms of like, what did that mean? Mm. That didn't make me better than anyone, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like my high school valedictorian, and in middle school, I mean, like even back to middle school, like 
I was I was in the advanced <laughs> math, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever. Um, but my little brother hardly went to school. Mm-hmm. He was he's a type one diabetic, so he was struggling a lot with that when he was in middle school and mm-hmm. high school. So he didn't even go to school that much. Mm-hmm. Um, hated school, mm-hmm. hated it. Um, and I remember I went in to pick him up one day, mm-hmm. thinking I was going to walk back into that front office full of the the same, you know, w- the same people working there who had worked there when I went to the school. And they'd be happy to see me or they'd be like, oh, you know, Megan, she, right, right. W- uh, whatever. As though I was kind of like this golden child or uh-huh. something. Not, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but also not really. Uh-huh. And they saw me, blank, blank expressions on their faces. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for Timothy. That's my little brother. Cold, cold as ice. Right. And we have seen students like you all the time. Well, they didn't, and they didn't recognize me. Mm. And I was, and they were kind of like judgmental, like, "Why are you here?" And I'm like, Tim- "Like Timothy is literally my little brother. That's uh-huh. why I'm here." And then they go, <gasps> "Timothy Mulcahy's sister. <laughs> we just love Timothy. <laughs> Timothy is just the oh absolute best." <laughs> on and on and on about how in love they are with him because he's so charismatic and he is so intelligent and he is just oh the absolute God. best. I love it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but I acknowledge in my old age, my brother and I have taken very different paths. And he is all those things. Uh-huh. He is so intelligent and charismatic and and savvy mm. and funny in a way that I, I wish I had those skills. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, right. just needless to say, we all can be. <laughs> we all can be short-sighted in that way. We're all short of something mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you measure ourselves with that one thing. Yeah. The money or like the looks mm-hmm. or brain. Right, right. Uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or in <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, fun. I'm <laughs> glad to have heard about Timothy. <laughs> uh, take another stab at yeah, it. Yeah, with a dose of humor. No classes. Ella Wheeler Wilcox. No classes here. Why, that is idle talk. The village beau sneers at the country boor. The importuning mendicants who walk our city's streets despise the parish poor. The daily toiler at some noisy loom holds back her garments from the kitchen aid. Meanwhile, the latter leans upon her broom, unconscious of the beau the laundress made. The grocer's daughter eyes the farmer's lass with haughty glances, and the lawyer's wife would pay no visits to the trading class if policy were not her creed in life. The merchant's son nods coldly at the clerk. The proud possessor of a pedigree ignores the youth whose father rose by work. The title-seeking maiden scorns all three. The aristocracy of blood looks down upon the nouveau riche, and in disdain, the lovers of the intellectual frown on both and worship at the shrine of brain. No classes here, the clergyman has said. We are one family. Yet see his rage and horror when his favorite son would wed some pure and pretty player on the stage. It is the vain but natural way of vaunting our weak selves, our pride, our worth, Not till the long-delayed millennial day shall we behold no classes on God's earth.